Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and retires Wesley from life for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And in this episode, we are covering Daredevil Season 1, Episode 11 The Path of the Righteous. Our original air date, shockingly, is April 10th, 2015. Why is that shocking, Tony? I don't understand. Be- oh, well, there are reasons. There are reasons okay. that will right. become clear <laughs> two episodes from now. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> All right. A uh, quick summary of the actual episode itself, the nice short IMDb version, which I'm now realizing is way shorter than the ones that we make up. So for like our year of saying we should write these, I guess we finally did. That's that's kind of nice. That's good. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. Fisk and Murdoch uh, wrestle with the consequences of their chosen paths, while Ben and Karen get closer to Fisk's true past. <gasps> dun dun dun! Is that the I mean, most generic like plot description we've seen so far? <laughs> I was about to say that. I mean, isn't every episode, except for like the pilot, when characters wrestle with their the consequences of their chosen paths? Yeah, this is at least like the third time this season that all of these characters have done that. (laughs) Yes, and they're constantly getting closer to Fisk's true past. Like That's true. Mm -hmm. That's what they're, I mean, the entire plot is them trying to uncover Fisk's past. (laughs) Once they knew his name, they were slightly closer. (laughs) Every episode, baby steps, baby steps. (laughs) And you gotta uh, fill 13 hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, so we're going to start with Karen's part of the episode, which is a little bit jarring because we're actually kind of going to skip part of her end part of this whole thing into the next section. So just just go with the, the intro, the description I'm reading here. That's That'll give you a general description of all the stuff we're talking about. <clears throat> Karen meets with Yurik to get an update on the Fisk investigation. It's going somewhere, but it's slow. Then, Karen makes her rounds of visiting all the lonely, depressed men in her life. She sees Matt's torn-up apartment and broken face. She meets up with Foggy at Josie's bar and calls him a dick. Then she calls Yurik, who uses his investigative powers of caller ID to know she was the one calling, although he was nice. Uh, Yurik also gets all meta and says that this is where the story is about to get interesting. Uh, honestly, I thought the story has been pretty interesting in general, even though we kind of yeah. just made fun of it for, you know, being a little repetitive. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was just kind of bad timing on our part. But yeah, it, it has although, been. It's been good. Although, to be fair, Yurik's not seeing the awesome fight scenes. So maybe <laughs> it's not that interesting to him. <laughs> That's true. And, and his part, he like, it's it, it would be a lot better. And he doesn't get, like, the direct input of like fisk or the other bad guys too he doesn't know anything about the ninjas he doesn't know anything about he doesn't know about (laughs) that he actually knows the man in black is this blind guy which actually makes this like 10 times more interesting if he wasn't blind guy i mean he'd still be pretty cool but (laughs) not as cool (laughs) he'd just be a ninja (laughs) (laughs) he's not not a turtle (laughs) <laughs> He's not a um a Lego because I just watched uh, episode Ninjago with a child. Um, he's not a third mm-hmm. ninja thing that would be cool, which I can't think of. 
Definitely not. One of the Ninja Power Rangers. They had a few seasons of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you think the original Power Rangers, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they didn't call them ninjas, but they were definitely ninjas. That's true. Yeah. yeah. With the powers of dinosaurs. And not well, yeah, dinosaurs. I mean, <laughs> dino mecha dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway... Karen goes to to Matt's apartment. Um, And, you know, okay, so, like, I don't know, three, seven, two weeks ago, we were talking about Matt's apartment getting all messed up. And, like, it seemed like the next day his apartment was fine. But now we're seeing, I don't know, I guess it's been a couple of days since his whole fight with Stick. And um, Mm -hmm. his apartment is still pretty messed up. So I guess it was just bad camera positioning. I, I'm I'm not too sure yeah. where to go with that. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's so. true. I mean, we spent the whole uh, Nelson versus Mur- Murdoch episode in that apartment, and we never saw that broken pane of glass or anything else broken, which was odd. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was also pretty dark, right? Was it? Yeah, I mean, it's always dark in there. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like he doesn't need the light to see. <laughs> uh, Open oh, your no, curtains. He... Get some get some street light in there. Get some <laughs> advertising in there. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah, so so Karen um brings Matt up uh, up to speed on all of her investigative findings, finds out uh tells him about uh, Fisk's mom that she's still alive. Um, and then she gives him a balloon for some reason. Don't fully understand yeah. why. Well, it's because he, she thinks he's sick. It's a get well balloon. But I like, I love this because balloons are probably one of the most useless things we can give somebody. But it's even more useless when you can't see the balloon. Uh, yeah, so, it, I mean, in her mind, he's a normal blind guy. So yeah. in like three days or however long it takes for the helium to, to lower, um, mm-hmm. is he just going to walk into a balloon and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I have a balloon. It's just been here for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if he had more friends, he'd have more random crap all over the ground because he can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh, you think that's part of his excuse for not like inviting people over to his house? Oh, well, maybe. I mean, I think it's more... My place is boring. I don't even have a TV. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I mean, what, what are you going to do at his house? <laughs> can't play? Guess that's I mean, true. You, you know, I'm a 30-year-old man, but you can't play video games. You can't, mm-hmm. play, you can't watch the movies. I mean, <laughs> what else do adults do? <laughs> Amount of ideas. I mean, he's got beer yeah. in the fridge, so they'll just sit he down does, and drink nice. beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drink beer. I mean... Uh, I play a lot of tabletop games. Can't do that effectively. I mean, you can, actually. <laughs> but you the battling system is harder because you can't see where your little guys are. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But a lot of it's theater of the mind, so I guess you can do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can play chess. I mean, you just has to remember where all the pieces are. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right, well, my, anyway, my that... only note on there, my only note for this was I like like that she got him a balloon. <laughs> that was nice. That was. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, 
that's pretty much it. the The main thing here was Matt's all depressed because last week the whole stuff with him and Foggy happened, and yeah, there's all that. But we'll come back to that storyline in a bit. But next, let's talk about Matt or yeah, not Matt. Uh, Karen going to meet Yurik and okay. getting that uh, that update kind of on the uh, on the case of things. Um, so it's interesting that Yurik is still mad at Karen. I, I in a nice way, I guess, but still, you know, not happy about uh, taking him to go see uh, Fisk's mom. So yeah. uh, I like to think of that like dangling a, cr- um, you know, dangling some crack in front of an addict, specifically a crack addict, <laughs> not like a gambling addict or something. <laughs> I know, they'd just be confused. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a chocoholic. Well, here's some crack. <laughs> <sighs> But, um, yeah, so Yurik is, I mean, Yurik is asking the smart questions. He's like, hey, I mean, that's good. We got this information, but it's going to do nothing. Not a Mm -hmm. thing. And it's a nice reminder of the, really that rock in a hard place where all the heroes are right now. Because they don't really have anything and they, they have stuff, but they don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's the... It's a microcosm of Daredevil's life, of Matt Murdock's mm-hmm. life. It's like he can he can't prove anything he knows, or mm-hmm. and he can't take these guys down legally. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, at least this scene ends with Yurik saying, uh, "Hey, on the bright side, we might not have to do anything because people were poisoned last night at the benefit." Mm-hmm. So maybe they're all dead. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're not that lucky. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, some of them, I'm sure, ended up dying. Well, I... Yeah, they said this episode... I think this episode. Maybe next episode. But four of them died? Just none of the named people. So... Okay, I wasn't sure if they actually said the, the number. I guess I missed that. So, good to know. Thanks for spoilers, Tony, by the way, next week. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. It might be this episode. Oh. I honestly don't remember <laughs> well, which okay. episode it is. Because she's, she's, okay, spoilers for next week. She's in the hospital. Vanessa is for this episode and next episode. So. <laughs> yeah, Actually, and it, it doesn't help. Episode. Mm-hmm. It was this oh. episode because. Oh. Of reasons, if I'm not going to spoil anything for next episode, because of reasons <laughs> we know. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. sounds good. Uh, yeah, that's that's our problem. We uh, we record two of these at a time, and the episodes really just blend together. Oh, when we were recording yeah. uh, the episode we did la- that uh, came out last week, I remember like half of that stuff I really thought was the week before, but nope. <laughs> so that's that's good to know <laughs> so yeah. it's it's especially hard with this because you know it's like you said tony it, it was made to be like a movie so it really just blends mm-hmm. together which is yeah, yeah kind of good and, yeah, but yeah yeah at least yeah. the agents of shield has separate plots yeah uh, and it's not a monster of the week type of plot so that's nice too so you know it's it's not yeah. like super separate but it's still still a whole season mm-hmm. yeah so anyway, who also has separate plots in just this one episode, though, is Karen, because next she goes up to meet Foggy. Um, 
And this is another scene I really don't have much to say about. I feel like we're just kind of rushing through care and stuff. But uh, um, Foggy's all sad and depressed because of everything that happened last week when he found out that Matt's daredevil, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, she's not telling him, though. So that's nice. So Foggy's still a good friend, still you know loyal to that to that respect. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything, Tony, for this? No, not not for Foggy. I do realize as we're going through her interactions with Matt, and then her interactions with uh, Ben, and then Foggy, and then what's going to happen soon to her. They need more female characters on the show. It's all Karen <laughs> talking to guys. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I realized that I was right as I was writing the uh, the summary for for this section. I was like, huh, that's everything she did in in this episode. Just go up to mm-hmm. different guys at separate moments of the day, and that's that's it. Yep. Yeah. Well, alrighty, um, and her. then yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, and then the uh, the next thing we see Karen in, she's calling Yurik, trying to get some some support, I guess, just to to talk to him about everything. Um, and that's it. I've I've got nothing really there, you know, just to just to round out yeah. the different topics. Tony, yeah. you got anything? No, just for the listener, you kind of covered this, but the big we didn't forget the big thing that happens at the end. We just wrap it up and do another storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which actually is the next one. So, are you good to move on, Tony? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Okay. Cool. So, so that's that's this next part. It's kind of the the big one, I guess. <clears throat> so, uh, this is basically Fisk's part of the story and Wesley. I guess more Wesley, but anyway, here's the uh, here's the description. Following the end of the previous episode, Fisk brings Vanessa to the nearest hospital for immediate medical attention. Fisk spends the entire episode watching Vanessa sleep. From a phone call with Fisk's mother, Wesley discovers Karen had previously visited her. And we, as the audience, learn that Wesley is a last name. Surprise! Oh, yeah. James. (laughs) Anyway, first name for a last name boy abducts Karen without telling anyone about his nefarious plan. Karen wakes up, drugged and barely able to move. Wesley makes her an offer, go back and tell everyone Fisk is a nice dude. Karen rescinds the offer and shoots him instead. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to start right at the beginning. They bring Vanessa to the ER, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And um, they won't let Fisk in. And he starts yelling, do you know who I am? And I'm like, these are very busy nurses. You were an invisible person until like two days ago. They might not know who you are, Wilson. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> yeah, so I I had I, I noted that exact same thing. Um in, in my mind, that's like the beginning of the downfall at that point. Mm-hmm. When when you go around saying, Do you know who I am? just to get your way, like, oh, all right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, so now time to kill if this your assistant. The, d- yep. <laughs> I mean at this point, if this were the first time I was watching this you know, just hearing that line and like, oh, well, I guess he's dead in like the next episode or, or two, maybe. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like from a production standpoint <clears throat> that at least from what I can tell, this isn't the same hospital that Claire works at. <laughs> it looks different. So it's like, you know, most shows, like you have one hospital set, you're just going to use the same hospital set over and over again. And they might have just uh-huh. filmed this from a different angle. So it definitely looks different. Yeah, they put the effort in. That's nice. Yeah. 
the hallway i'm sure is is the same but i guess maybe that waiting room i don't remember mm-hmm. no no i mean so i was hmm? yeah no, 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 i was ahead. just thinking i've been in multiple hospitals uh, you know loved ones and me being stupid and whatnot you actually go in a hospital you go behind the waiting room they all look pretty much the same yeah that's true that's they i mean they don't need variety that's not like that's true. the important actually, part of the no, building it, it would hurt them if they were variety if they had variety because if a new doctor came in and there's an emergency you wouldn't know where anything is that's true <laughs> yeah so speaking of like you know, reusing sets and things like this. Um, I was listening mm-hmm. to a, a podcast last week, 99% Invisible. Uh, have you heard that one, Tony? I have not listened to it, but I've heard of it. Okay. So they they, they were doing like mini segments. So it was only like five or 10 minutes on a thing. And so um, the, this one, they were, they were talking about like, um, you know how, when you think of, Hey, here's a TV show that happens in New York and there's like a murder. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes place in an alley. Or there's a mugging. Well, that takes place in an alley, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like all the crime in New York seems to happen in alleys. There's only like seven alleys in Manhattan. Like, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know what the actual number is, but there, there's only a handful that actually exist, which actually which makes sense because when they were building the the city, you know, like the lines and all that, like on purpose, they wanted to maximize the amount of space. So mm-hmm. whenever they're like filming an alleyway there's only going to be a handful and then it's in new york so you know you gotta like shut down all this area and all that and so um the majority of the alleyways that we actually see in movies and tv shows um it is the same alley from portland oh okay not even new york Uh uh-huh yeah yeah i i knew i thought you were going a different way because i knew there's um the one in universal studios in hollywood is used a lot Specifically, oh, yeah, I remember because um, I listened to Spider Man in it, and they talk about all the places where Spider Man for uh, Peter Parker first climbs up the wall. Apparently, mm-hmm. that's the same alleyway that um, what's his name? Um, the second Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield, also climbed up the <laughs> same wall. And then they listed a few <laughs> other movies. That... <laughs> I wonder how long until Tom Holland does that one. I mean, the episode came out before Homecoming came out. He that might be the same place where he shot the um, the backpack to the side of the web, or he <laughs> webbed the backpack to the side of the dumpster. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious! Well, now I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, not on those in Atlanta. Eh, okay then. Well, probably. Alrighty, really, Atlanta. Interesting. I guess a lot of uh, a lot yeah. more filming is happening out there now because of, of stuff. Yeah, they huh? give big um like tax breaks to companies for okay. uh to bring it out on Atlanta. Okay, that explains why at the end of movies now I'm seeing things like "Thank you, State of Georgia," "Thank you, State of mm-hmm. etc." So, all right, makes yep. sense. All righty, you know what else makes sense? Hmm. Wesley's response. No, not not really. He didn't have a great response. So, um, yeah. So Wesley finds out that uh, Fisk's mom um, talked to Karen the night before and mm-hmm. takes it upon himself to go and fix the problem. I guess of of Karen. 
Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I Fisk it. called him, like, manly-ish motion that he's your he's his best friend mm-hmm. in the previous scene. It was just like, yeah. he couldn't bring himself to say it, but he understood, because, you know, men don't say that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's yeah. what I've been taught from TV shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And movies. Don't forget movies. And That's all true. media, That's really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so why why not? Like I, I'm struggling to think here, right? Like I thought Wesley was a a fairly intelligent person. Why not tell someone what he's going to go do? Like instead, he just takes the gun from a guard. I mean, granted, for the most part, Wesley was capable enough to to pull it off, mm-hmm. but not really. Like he should have taken well, a guard. Eh. Yeah. Well, no, he wants. His main priority is um, Fisk, his best friend. So he's less like he doesn't want anyone leaving Fisk's side. He doesn't want Fisk being worried about stressing about any of this stuff. So it's just like, you stay here. You you now unarmed guard <laughs> and take care of <laughs> of this person. That's right, because he took the guard's gun and then said, "You specifically unarmed guard are gonna go watch Fisk." Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um. So, Wesley abducts Karen. Uh oh, that's not good. Uh, no, and then not. she, yeah. But uh, but then she wakes up in a very dimly lit um factory, abandoned building. I guess some some room, generic yeah, warehouse. bad guy room. <laughs> warehouse. Uh, yeah, warehouse. Where... That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, um, quickly about her, the scene where she gets taken. I, I do <laughs> not like to blame the victim, but really, when she saw the flashing light above her, she should have realized that something bad was going to happen. That's her fault. <laughs> the flashing light? What did I miss? <laughs> the, the She's in front of her doorway, she's looking for the key, and the light above the um, the door was like flashing like it was going out. You know how fluorescent lights do? Oh, got it. Adding to the uh, the scariness. Exactly. She should know <laughs> that there'd either be kidnapping or a monster there. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe a ghost. <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, a soon-to-be ghost was there. <laughs> that's that's true. Um, hopefully, he doesn't stick around and start haunting the area. Then she needs to call the Ghostbusters, and yeah, that's that's just. Well, hassle. I mean. He he wouldn't have, you know, a motorcycle or a Camaro, but he might be in the back of a ghost limousine looking for vengeance. A la, mm-hmm. I mean, he's literally ghost rider. He just rides in the back of the car. <laughs> of the ghost car. <laughs> he's like a passenger, but he's locked up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yep. Oh, <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so continuing with the I literally don't remember like 80% of this season of the show. Don't remember Mm -hmm. this. Like, so they bring this up again in season three of daredevil that Karen shot Wesley totally forgot. Like when I was watching that, I was like, Oh, she shot him. Also who was Wesley? So that's another thing I forgot (laughs) watching season three. (laughs) And then that she killed him. Like, Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. So, a nice reminder that that is what happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but uh, so I 
going back to the not remembering is I did not expect uh, that to be what Wesley did, like give her a, a threat for a job, basically like, hey, do this thing. We'll give you some money. Don't. And we'll kill you eventually. But, you know, all your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, why did he think she would ever go along with it? was saying, you know what, just go back and tell everybody I was wrong. Fisk is a great guy. <laughs> I, uh, you know, all I can think of is that it's direct and it would probably work on a lot of people, right? I, yeah. I'm sure it's worked in the past a handful of times for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he doesn't know Karen like we do, but she's quite <laughs> defiant. <laughs> I mean, yes. she's just one person going after Fisk. I mean, she's got friends, but she's the, he knows she's, what is this, heading, <laughs> leading the charge against him. Yeah, yeah, she's the, she's the main one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The main adversary against Fisk. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really like how Karen gets the gun. And then Wesley says, do you really think I would give you a loaded gun? That so might have worked. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that almost <laughs> worked. <laughs> or, well, you know, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I, I was gonna say, or maybe he like pulled out the clip and was like, okay, there we go. There's nothing in there, but he forgot that there's one in the chamber automatically when you put the clip in. Uh-huh. Oh no, she shot him like three or four times. Never mind. There goes that yeah. theory. Yeah, I mean. He's actually very, very smooth because you have two options when your cap, the person you're holding captive, has your weapon. Either bluff your way out of it and go, oh, sh-, or you can say, oh shit, and start running away. <laughs> so <laughs> he might have lived. She might not have shot him if he ran away. I guess. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he did threaten to kill like literally everyone she loves. So mm-hmm. she, she wasn't really risking anything in, from her point of view. It's a That's lose-lose true. situation. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Hmm. And then he messed up more than, you know, letting her have the gun or just as much. Um, he let it slip that Fisk didn't know he was there. Mm-hmm. So, so there's less a chance of retribution against her. I mean, until she tells Fisks in two seasons. But we'll get there in 43 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Tony, did you ever watch the show Justified? No. Oh, okay. So, great show. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, It, it, you know, kind of one of those bad guy of the week sort of things. Like, the main character was a, uh, oh, what was he, uh... One of the federal officers, oh, I can't remember now at the top of my head. Anyway, he wasn't FBI. U.S. Marshal. Yeah, there we go. U.S. Marshal. Perfect. Uh-huh. I, um, thought it was, I thought it was a Western. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, basically. I think it took place in Kentucky somewhere. I think so. Uh, it's, I mean, it's been yeah, years since a, I saw it. A Southeastern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, every time... So there was a season premiere where... Like the the bad guy of the episode was like showing up, and he'd like basically would put would take out a gun and put it on the you know the center between him and the person he's trying to kill, and he would give some kind of speech, and then end up getting the gun before and, and shooting the person. 
Um, and so every time I see a gun in the center of a table, like I think of that because the, especially the, the way that the, the main character gets out of it in the situation is just because the bad guy was an idiot. And it yeah. seems like every week that's how the, the main character, the, the good guy, Raylan Gibbons would always win because the bad guy was just an idiot at some point. And that happens. And uh, I don't want to go into it too much because if you ever watch the show, it, it kind of ruins it. Uh, but um, but anyway, good show. Just a, a nice thing that I like to think of every time I see a gun on a yeah. table. Every that time. someone might try to grab it really quickly and shoot me. Well, you need to stop leaving your guns on the table. <laughs> eh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and stop leaving them loaded. Ugh. Safety <laughs> yeah, off. That's true. All that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It makes anyway. life much less interesting, though, if you start that's, doing that. That's true. It does. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't really have much else to say here. Do you have anything? I have one thing. Okay. Uh, you know, I uh, I've been transparent that I get some of my Easter eggs off of the IMDb Easter egg page. You've been or transparent recently, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, recently. Um, <laughs> the very last thing, which is the most unpopular. Easter egg for this episode was quote this is Wesley's final appearance. I'm like, yeah, that's not an Easter egg if you've seen the episode. Like, I I could tell you the last episode of a handful of characters too. Um, yeah, I I know uh, I know Daredevil's last episode. It's in season three, and then they get canceled. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, then you could just tell me every character. Well, no, except for Karen, because she was in. Uh, she's going to time travel's weird. For us, this Friday, she will be in Punisher season two. <laughs> That's right. Yes. For you guys, it happened a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it will have been in the future-ish. Karen's last episode? <laughs> it will have had happened. Yeah. Have you ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I have not, but it's on my list of something to yeah. read in the future. The second book is um, The Restaurant at the End of the Universe. Where it's not like at the edge of the universe. It's in a restaurant that is like in a time bubble at the like the end of time. The end of the oh, universe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they have maybe like three or four pages where they go through the grammar of time travel, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an odd book. I love I love those books, but they're odd books. That's 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 kind of why I wanted to read them. They're, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I I have trouble just getting into fiction books. I don't I don't know why. Know. So yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, are we good to move on to the the last bit of the episode. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, all right. So this is basically Matt's part of the episode. <clears throat> Claire restitches up Matt's wounds from his recent fight with Nobu, which I guess technically was like two weeks ago. But anyway, recent fight with Nobu. Later, Matt visits Father Lantum at the church to discuss God's plan for Matt and Daredevil. Upon meditating, Matt dons his boring old man in the mask costume and goes out looking for the guy who can make him a cooler one. He ends up at Mr. Potter's workshop and convinces him to make a new suit for Daredevil. He wants a suit that's a symbol. 
as a man, he's flesh and blood. He can be ignored. He can be destroyed. But as a symbol, as a symbol, he can be incorruptible. He can be everlasting. What symbol, you may ask? Something eternal. Something terrifying. Batman with teeny tiny <laughs> horns instead of big ones. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. And no cape. <laughs> nope. No capes. No, no, Melvin Potter said that. It would have made this episode like four times better. <laughs> oh yeah, it would have. <laughs> uh, I was I was hoping you would you would get that reference, but alright. I feel like right, yeah. how how Tony, you have to reference Star Wars in every episode that we record i feel like for every daredevil thing i have to mention batman and i don't know why it wasn't on purpose it just ended up this way because they're just so damn similar (laughs) they are they really are (laughs) Uh, i don't understand how they have as much money as they do i don't understand how everything else but the money's like the big one i i don't understand it uh, anyway well you know um you know comic mostly Marvel and DC keep ripping each other off, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's Deathstroke, who is Slade Wilson, and there's Deadpool, who is Wade Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, now that Captain Marvel's coming out, and it's uh, Carol Danvers, I'm surprised there aren't a lot of uneducated DC people who are really pissed off because Supergirl's name is Kara Danvers. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, yes, Marvel ripped her off. Completely, 100%. <laughs> But I'm surprised people aren't like up in arms about this. Uh, who? Uh, so Tony, may, I barely remember this story. Uh, maybe you know it better off the top of your head. Um, do you remember the story of? I think it was DC who wanted to make a Marvel character, like name something Marvel, and then Marvel was like, "No, we that's that's our name." But they didn't really have a trademark on it for a character name. There was something weird about that. Do you know what it was? So, um, actually, Shazam, you know, the Mm -hmm. movie that's also coming out this year, his original name is Captain Marvel. Ah. Um, And that was made way before, you know, Marvel's Captain Marvel, which is Mm -hmm. weird to say. Um. The thing is, it was made by, if from what I understand, I might not be completely accurate. So if a listener knows this, message me and correct me. But it was made by a different company as a ripoff of Superman. And then DC bought it. Be, or DC started using it because the copyright had lapsed. But Marvel also started using it because the copyright had lapsed. So... <laughs> Marvel DC got the character, which they legally had to change the name sh- to Shazam because Marvel's name is Marvel. You can't have a. It's, it would be like Marvel Comics having a character named DC Man. You know the <laughs> politician during the day, but also politician at night. <laughs> so yeah, okay. so that's why um the classic Captain Marvel is now Shazam. Because that's his magic word to become Captain Marvel. Okay, that okay. What what you've just described makes way more sense than like what I've ever read in the past or been told or just kind of skimmed, I guess, online probably. Because like I never read the details about Shazam and you know, the difference between him and Captain Marvel and Kazam, I guess, and so all that stuff. So all right, K- Kazam. You mean Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. the <laughs> genie movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So. 
I, I don't know why I'm referencing uh, Spider-Man in it so much, but one of the okay. hosts of Spider-Man in it is a, he, he's an aspiring actor, but he works in the costuming department in, uh, for movies, right? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And his costuming department, um, they're not studio-based, it's just like studios come to them, they're a, um, I don't know, a service or a shop. And right now they have um, Captain Marvel, or not right now, when they were filming, they had Captain Marvel and they had Shazam costumes both in the same workshop. But there's so many comic book nerds who called Shazam Captain Marvel, they would keep getting the wrong stuff delivered to the wrong offices. (laughs) Because they'd see Captain Marvel and just, you know, bring it to DC because he's been Captain Marvel for years. (laughs) Oh. That's pretty funny. It's like, yeah. I mean, where are the odds that both Captain Marvels, who have both existed for decades, get a movie uh, literally like a month away from each other? <laughs> oh, oh, that's the it's uh, the Shazam movie is coming out like in, in what, April, May or something. Oh, in April. Oh, I April. didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I think I want to say off the top of my head the fifteenth of April, um, like a week or two weeks before. Um, like a week and a half before uh, Endgame. Okay. Endgame drops on Wednesday. <laughs> Two weeks? I don't know. A couple weeks before yeah. Endgame. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay. All right. Back to this. Back to Daredevil, <laughs> which we were actually talking about. <laughs> That's right. I always forget. We like go off on our tangents. Uh, anyway, so Matt and Claire are talking. We haven't seen Claire in a couple of weeks. Uh, she's restitching mm. up Matt's wounds. Um because he is is wait well now i'm mixing this up no oh you know what never mind ignore me i just went off on a tangent in my own head i was mixing this up with next week's episode so anyway um (laughs) wait (laughs) okay you did it too good (laughs) anyway claire's around stitching up his uh his wounds and they talk about their uh, relationship, I guess. I'm I'm not good at, at this kind of topic. I mean, yeah, like they're one kiss. Mm-hmm. And they when they they wanted to date, but did it their is their middle school relationship? Is that basically what this is? Yeah, I mean they held hand, hands once. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so she uh, Claire ends up saying that she'll always be there to patch him up, but that's it. So yeah. all right, well that's that's good. You know, in the end. Things worked out better for the world, right? You know, mm-hmm. got a medic helping the hero do stuff. So that's that's still good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A nurse at night, you might say. Ah, yes. Yeah. Like, like and like a nurse. nurse. Some. <laughs> do you is know that, who Night Nurse is? No, I was, I was about to ask that. Is that actually a, a character? Uh, yeah, Night Nurse is a character who, like, patches up superheroes. There's actually two of them. One of them is Claire, oh. and the other one is Doctor Strange's doctor friend, played by um by whatever character she's. God, I can't remember the actress's name. She's in the Doctor <laughs> Strange movie. Oh right, Rachel McAdams. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel yeah. McAdams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like wait, no, she's she's in Mean Girls. I know that. Okay, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Not Lindsay Lohan. No one will hire her for anything. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, okay. Good to know. All right. Night nurse. 
Anyway, so that just kind of goes off to, <laughs> to nothing. And then Matt um, kind of takes some of the things that she said, because things get a little deep there. And then Matt goes off mm-hmm. to the church, speaks with Father Lantum, um, who apparently knows that Matt's Daredevil. Um, I like his, I'm not an idiot to Matthew. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, I, so considering Father Lantum figured it out, like, I mean, mm-hmm. Matt has to have been around other people at school and grown up, right? Because they, they said he got into fights as a kid too, right? So, I mean... Yeah, I don't think it's... That's what cleared him off. I think it's the confessions and asking for forgiveness for what he's about to do and asking if he should murder somebody to a priest. I mean, he, he's not sharing it. The uh, Father Lantham is not sharing it. But he still is, like, absorbing all this information that he could put two and two together. Okay, yeah. I... All right, I forgot about all the confessions and things. Okay, good point. Huh. Yeah. All right. Um, that's all I had for that. Uh, the next thing is that Matt basically goes on a hunt to um, figure out how Fisk gets his, his suits. Uh, he gets his nice... Yeah. Really good looking yet very protective suits. Yep. Stylish armor. Yes. Um I called this section uh Turk Barrett's No Good Very Bad Night. Because he just got attacked out of nowhere, presumably. <laughs> he was walking, having a good time, just bought an apple from a street vendor, was about to take a bite, yep. and nope, Daredevil showed up. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah. he's the only uh, like street criminal we know by name, so he's going to get beat up a lot <laughs> by many different people. <laughs> that is true. He uh, he should probably move or something. Maybe L.A., where mm-hmm. there's less heroing going on. I mean, I think the runaways would run and would attack him. <laughs> You're right. That would end up happening. <laughs> You know, he could try to move to New Orleans, and it would be Cloak and Dagger. I would love for him to just show up everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's on vacation. One day he's like, you know what? No. No. I'm just, I'm going to go to Canada. Everything will be nice. And then I don't I don't know what happens in Canada. But something. I don't know. Um, well, you see the Fox merger went through, and now Wolverine backs. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of Turk Barrett. <laughs> fair he would definitely Uh murder Turk Barrett yeah and a handful of other people in the room but yes oh yeah Uh well shit never mind he's in New York at the same time the Punisher's in New York how's he still alive later on oh god you're right he's just gotten lucky somehow yep Uh, well he probably doesn't show up in the the Punisher season 2 Given the little bit I remember, I'm sure he's not in season one. So, okay. I think he... Uh, maybe he's not. No. I might be confusing that with Luke Cage. No, I remember when he shows up in Luke Cage. He might be in season... In um, Punisher. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll find that out eventually. But anyway. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, Matt uh, gets the, the name... Of the uh, of the person, uh, Mister Potter, who makes mm-hmm. uh, Fisk's magical protective suits. 
So yep. he, yeah. So uh, he goes, and um, uh, Potter immediately notices that Daredevil is there. Well, I guess not immediately. He immediately, when looking at the suit that Daredevil is touching, notices that it's out of place. So he's a he's a man of of detail. He he knows he knows when something's up. And uh, yeah, I gotta say I gotta give it to him for really putting up a good fight against Daredevil there. I know he was still hurting from this previous fight, but uh, he oh, yes, yeah. yeah, he was close. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, um, he's actually a character from the comics too. He's a supervillain uh, named Gladiator. Uh, he's a clothing designer in there, and he has. Uh, circular saw blades as weapons, so that's why <laughs> you know he threw circular saw blades in this. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, and then the actor Matt Gerald, he was also in uh, one other Marvel property, uh, MCU property. He played White Power Dave in All Hail the King, the King uh, a prisoner who was friends or enemies, I don't know which, of Trevor. In um, that one shot. Oh, okay. The the one shot of the that was the after Iron Man three, basically the one where they say that uh, uh, the Mandarin is real in this world. In the the Mandarin's real. Don't give up hope and don't hate us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Oh, and for the record, a Barrett is in one episode of Punisher, episode oh, four okay. of of season one. Uh, season two, as we said earlier, has not dropped yet for us. It drops this week. Huh. Okay. Good to know. So um, anyway, Daredevil ends up convincing uh, Mr. Potter to make him a suit. It'll take some time, but he'll get it. So, yeah. And that's pretty much it for the episode. It, uh, I feel like there wasn't too much substance there because we, we just kind of fell into things. But uh, I don't know. Tony, what do you think? As far as the episode, we'll go ahead and rate it. How many, um, how many uh, shots to the chest would you give it? Uh, out of uh, what do we? What's our ranking? Out of five or out of ten? Uh, I think we do five. No, right? Okay. Let's say let's say this one's a f- out of five. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we should do like out. Of... There, I, I, let, let... you know what? I'm not a gun expert. I don't know which guns have five shots. I don't think any. I really don't. But we'll say out of five. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, mm-hmm. I would give this one three and a half out of five because although it didn't apparently it didn't uh, click with you, but <laughs> I really do remember the Wesley shot as being a oh crap moment, and I remember the uh the Potter fight as being a high point at least action wise okay my my memory is also just horrible so there's there's that too um honestly i'm gonna give this like a two and a half i yeah it didn't draw me in too much it was it it felt like we're at that point where they're just kind of starting to like well like yurik said things are about to get interesting but this was not the episode (laughs) where things get interesting so that's that's kind of my thoughts on it yeah yeah that's fair Mm -hmm. all righty well, I think I'm so done, Tony. Any last? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right. So join us next time for Daredevil Season 1, Episode 12, The Ones We Leave Behind, which sounds like an a, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode more than this. Anyway, <laughs> please remember to follow us on MCU at uh, 
please follow us on Twitter at MCU <laughs> underscore rewind. And please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Daredevil Season 1, Episode 11, Path of the Righteous. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. Really like to it. Oh, 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 oh.